afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope, um, I hope, yeah, I hope you're well. Um, I, I don't know, these days I feel like I'm going to be sounding like a broken record because I keep mulling over the same things over and over again and but i think it's a good thing because i'm also realizing that that's what the bible calls meditation you know he says you should meditate upon his word day and night and it's you know the word of god is not something that you just hear the word of god on any topic you, you don't just hear it and then you just run with it and that's that you know there is a daily immersion there's a daily consideration there's a daily Review. There's a daily understanding, daily illumination, daily practice before it becomes a part of you. And even then, you grow even in the knowledge of it. It's, almost, it's just like farming, I guess. I guess that's why Jesus compared it to, you know, in the parable of the sower, he compared it to planting a seed. Because, I mean, every everybody who's ever grown anything, you know that it never ends. I mean, it's, it's always, a, I mean, plants, yeah, high maintenance. You know what I mean? As in, there's a seed. And there's the soil and there's the water and there's the sun and there's the weeds you know you just have to keep watching over that seed until it grows it begins to bud it begins to take root it begins to spread it begins to grow you know it needs life we produce of its own you know and it doesn't end so long as that seed is important to you continue to nurture it you watch over it so i guess it makes sense for me to be um, makes sense for me to continue to be you know coming back to the same things over and over again and i think now i am just very grateful so i've been musing a lot on prayer and the fact that we need to pray always and pray at all times and just be sending prayers up and i'm learning that habit now there's some things that when they just come to my mind i just say lord take control holy spirit remind me i just say god glorify yourself there's some very there's a very particular challenge there's a challenging situation that i'm actually dealing with where it's this kind of thing whereby hmm, and i've been in this kind of situation a lot over the past one year or two years where i am sensing there's a lot coming through from a particular direction that is making me realize that there's something going on here and i need to recalibrate this relationship unfortunately it's a very close relationship it's not that kind of relationship that you can just walk away from but you i have to recalibrate it because the information the data coming from that space <laughs> you know i'm i'm a very data driven person even in my my professional life i mean there are things that come at me and i'm like you know what no 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 I, there's enough coming through here there's there's an issue here i don't know what it is but we need to be careful this one i'm, I'm getting that times 100 as in exponentially but because of the nature of the relationship i am torn i am conflicted and I it has gotten to the point whereby so even when I do what I know I should do, you know, as guided by the Holy Spirit, I continue to second guess and like, am I doing the right thing? It's a real dilemma for me. It's a dilemma. It's a dilemma. How do I handle this? And this is why we need the Holy Spirit. Because honestly, there's some situations that are not black or white. And when I mean black or white, I mean doing the right thing looks like it's wrong because you have to it's almost like tough love you know you have to take a stand but there's a conflict it's you know it's almost like when there's a conflict but you just have to so the holy spirit you need him to help you navigate what is the right thing to do and how do i manage this conflict still stay on the right side of god 
and you know in fact i'm doing the right thing for me it's even really all about god because like i said there is enough drama data coming in negative information <laughs> coming from that space for me to know that wow you need to be really careful but uh, being careful what does that mean you know i can't cut this relationship off entirely how do i recalibrate it you know so all of that and how do i make sure that i don't walk into you know i protect myself as well if the holy spirit has revealed all these things this was something he didn't reveal for a very long time i mean it wasn't hidden let me not say he didn't reveal it it wasn't so obvious to me or rather i just didn't i didn't know what i was dealing with so i just felt it was a personality issue not realizing that it was much much deeper than that and now that it's clear to me that man there's really some stuff going on here and I remember the scripture when Jesus said, be, be, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. So many times in the Bible, God warned his people away from danger. So I think it is foolhardy as a Christian. When God has warned you of something, you now go and throw your head into it and say, well, yeah, I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. If if the blood of Jesus, if it was, a, if, Jonathan, if the blood of Jesus was enough or covered, it was enough to shield you, then God would not have bothered revealing it to you. Do you understand? And I'm not saying that the blood of Jesus is not enough to, to, to shield us. But what I'm saying is that when God has revealed something to us, it's because he wants us to be cautious. He wants us to act on it. God doesn't ever do things. Because there are many things he doesn't reveal. I mean, I know, like I said, this particular relationship and this situation, I knew there was something, but I just felt, in fact, I used to blame myself. Like, why am I handling this relationship well? Why every time it was always ending up in conflict, arguments, you know, until I realized that it was a spiritual contention. It was a spiritual co- even because I'm that well, this has and I'm talking something that's been going on literally all my life. No matter how I try, it's like I didn't know that it was like <laughs> it was like I, you know, and it was a big relief for me. And I will say, if you are, there are some relationships in your life, if maybe you've been having this kind of contention where you've tried your best, you are trying, you continue to try, I think you need to realize that the weapons of your welfare are not gonna. You are dealing with a spiritual issue. Honestly, that was my experience. I didn't realize because this was someone that I had really projected as a Christian and, um, you know, <laughs> hey, God. I was really scammed, though. Major scam. <laughs> as a major scam. Lifetime scam. But I thank God in the fullness of time he exposed it, you know. So now I'm really relying on God. And where I was going with all of this is why it's important to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because in such situations, it's only God that can guide you on how to handle it. And how to handle it in a way that is loving. When I mean loving, loving but not foolish. You know what I'm saying? That is wise and harmless, you know. I, I very much, I like that scripture when Jesus said, be wise as a serpent harmless as a dove jesus did not call anybody to stupidity or foolishness he didn't neither did he call us to see a pit and jump into it that's foolishness jesus did not call anybody to do that in fact like i said when you see now that i started reading the new testament recently i mean this is my second phase of life i noticed jesus warned people a lot Despite the fact that he knew that the Holy Spirit would come, there were things he did not leave to chance. He warned us. He warned us against false teachers, warned us against false prophets, warned us against false brethren, warned us against the devil, warned us against sin, warned us against the world, warned us against the flesh, warned us against the um, the hierarchy of evil, the principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. He warned us. He warned us against um, disobedience. He warned us against following the people who are not following after him. He warned us against, uh, you know, being hypocrites. 
he warned us against unholiness, unrighteousness. Jesus, as in, in my native language, we say uh, when they pull your ear, fireity, Jesus pulled our ears. Translated, that means he cautioned us. He held, you know, when they when they pull your ears, it's like a warning, a very stern warning. The entire New Testament is full of warnings. Why would Jesus warn us if the blood of Jesus was enough to protect us? If the power of the Holy Spirit was enough, sufficient, then there's no need for warning now. But because Jesus knows that it will take a while before we get to the level of intimacy that the Holy Spirit will be able to warn us. And he also knows that there are many spirits gone in the world. Even when the Holy Spirit is warning you, you may not be sure that it's the Holy Spirit. So he gave us warnings that can be written down and canonized into the Bible as scripture, which nobody can add to and should remove from as he commanded in the book of Revelation and also God commanded in Deuteronomy. So that written word is the universal warning that all of us have. There may now be personal special revelation warning that you will get on your own, but that warning cannot contradict the universal written down warning. But then again, why we now need the Holy Spirit is because like in this kind of situation that I am faced in, Within the parameters of what the word of God has warned me about, I need specific insight on how to illustrate it and apply it in my own life. Under this unique set of circumstances, it is the Holy Spirit that can give me that specificity. So I need, I have the warnings, so I am able to, for instance, this, um, even the, the signals, negative, toxic, negatively spiritual signals that I've been getting. The reason, what makes me of course, it was the Holy Spirit that made me realize that, but the lens of Scripture, coupled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the illumination by the Holy Spirit, is helping me able to identify those behaviors. And no, 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 this is not of God. No, 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 this is wrong. You know, yeah. So I can, I, I can see. You know. And you know, the devil is very deceptive, and I've seen that the people that follow him too—they are very, extremely deceptive. They are very, very deceptive. I wonder how it must feel, how it is to live a life where all you do is deceive other people. It's, it must be an amazing. I am, you know, because <laughs> it, it's it's really amazing. And there are, there are people who their entire life is a complete deception. Every waking moment, they are playing a role, a carefully curated role. That is so exhausting. And if you have such people in your life, well, if they're just doing it for the sake of, you know, maybe inferiority complex is not harmful, but if they're doing it with an ulterior negative motive, then it's something that you really need to be very careful about. But it's only God that will reveal it. And when he does, you need to pay attention. And this is me talking to myself here. So I have come to realize on the Holy Spirit. So what I now do, to make sure I don't walk out of love in this situation, I continue to pray because the word of God says in John, the book of John 8, I think it's 44, it says, Love them, love your enemies, pray for them that bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. I am very grateful for that verse. Because I have found I have had some relationships that fall into that category. They may not necessarily be enemies. You cannot call them enemies, although their actions facts is worse than that of an enemy but they do not curse you either at least to your face they are not cursing you 
but do they hate you yes their actions look like they actually hate you or what you represent in other words the god that you represent the god yourself their actions do suggest that despitefully use and persecute oh yeah in fact god bless jesus for that uh, passage because these people that fall into this negative category if they are if you cannot categorize them as enemies if they miss the enemy box they miss the cursing box they miss the hating box they will surely enter into the using and persecuting <laughs> box that so that one was a catch-all you know so this particular relationship falls actually into all four but i can't back it up you understand <laughs> but the one that i can back up with visible tangible ex- uh, 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 oh no i quoted the wrong scripture this is you have the father the devil so let me look for the one that says love your enemies okay so i found it um it's actually matthew 5 44 um i i quoted the wrong scripture and um yeah so matthew 5 44 but i say unto you love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you so i have been using this passage to help with this relationship so while following the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which I'm finding very difficult because, like I said, this is one of those relationships that it's you can't cut off completely. So, how the Holy Spirit is helping me out of it is that I should follow in this guidance. So, I'm praying. So, every time I remember the relationship and I remember what's going on and all of that, I pray. But something just dropped in my heart. I pray for the individual and I pray that God be glorified because honestly, I really don't know what to pray for because other than to pray for the judgment of God, that's <laughs> what my flesh wants to pray for that God you know may the lord reward this person according to their works you know uh, but i just pray i was led by the holy spirit to just pray that the lord be glorified in everything that is going on that he continues to lead me and guide me give me his wisdom show him what show me what i need to do there was a statement that jesus made in the book of john when he said my sheep hear my voice and they follow me i like that scripture and i always remind him sometimes i remember the holy spirit reminds me to remind jesus of that because i think that's a very important point when he says my sheep hear my voice so it means that god knows how to get our attention he knows how to get my attention so that's what i said to him in this situation i said lord if i'm doing the wrong thing i've misrepresented things i'm not following this well you know I am your sheep and I hear your voice. You know how to get my attention. Correct me. But if I do not hear from you, I will continue on this path and I will continue to pray as well. Because I have seen enough and you have revealed enough for me to know that there is a situation here. And you, for a long time, it wasn't revealed to me as it is right now. It wasn't visible. I knew there was a problem. I knew it was clear. It was obvious. I mean, but I didn't know the nature of the problem. I hadn't been able to put it in a category that was dangerous i just felt okay this is about personality not realizing that it wasn't about natural personality it was about spiritual personality and for that for the the antagonism that i was experiencing the conflict that was flaring up for no reason was actually a very intentional purposeful targeted and hell driven um how would i say uh, contention so love your enemies bless them that cross you and it just something just dropped in my heart as i was meditating on this just right now the fact that jesus tells us to love our enemies means that first of all he he expects that you should know who your enemies are mm-hmm. yep we should it means that you should know them you should be able to that it, this is jesus telling you categorically there's some people that are not allies and I, I think we as christians these are some of the things i would really like to hear more preaching about because and i'm not talking about the people who are obviously in that box like those people that people people pray about in the village you're not talking about those kind of people i'm talking about the people who are close to you frenemies the people who 
are in your life, like Judas, pretending to be part of the core, pretending to be committed to the cause, but are actively working against your interests. I remember one day I heard one pastor, I think it was Pastor Paul Adifarazi, he, he gave a message, and I can't recall the words now, but he said the worst thing you can do is to make, he talked about different categories of relationships, talk about confidence, acquaintance, confident, confident, acquaintance, and I think there were about four of them, but he said that there's some, that the worst thing you can do is make somebody who should just be an acquaintance or a colleague, you make that person a confidant. He said it's the greatest mistake you can ever make in your life. And what I like about Jesus is that I learned a lot from his life. I'm glad that Jesus came on earth because honestly, I understood. I'm one of his, I, you know, as in, he's discipling me. <laughs> I am, I, I am understanding him. Because if I look at the way he handled the apostles, there were 12 of them, but he had different relationships with all 12. And he wasn't making any, many, any apologies for that. Judas, he never had any reasonable conversation with Judas. Other than go and get this, come here, what you have to do, do, do quickly. There was no meaningful conversation. Judas was very much on the outer caucus of things because he knew. There were conversations he, in fact, the people he had one-on-ones that we know about, it was Peter, it was John, it was, I think, some of the other brothers that came to ask about who would be the most prominent in the kingdom. There was never any tete-a-tete that he had with Judas other than the one that he had before Judas was about to betray him. So he knew. He knew who he was. So Jesus, I mean, you know, he, he, he stratified, he, he had those relationships. So when he says, hey, love your enemies, what he's saying is that you should know, you should be aware. Doesn't mean you should go looking for enemies where there are no enemies, but what it means is that when people show you who they are, please, by all means, believe them. You've got to believe them when they show you. When people, anybody that is your ally, you will know the person is your ally. When somebody begins to show you, whoever that person may be, whether it's your spouse, is a family, blood member, they begin to show you consistently over a period of time that they are not working to your best of interests. And you are not a trouble, you understand, you are a peace-loving person. You are a, you know, like my people with your Moluabi. You are a good, you are not looking, you're not the, you're not the one person, you're not a troublemaker who is looking for trouble. You, you, you stay in your lane, you face your life, you're doing your own thing. But this person is actively always staring up trouble in your life and in your space. You need to mark that person and begin to apply John Matthew 5, 44 to the person. If it is a relationship that you have to tolerate so that God can guide you on how to manage the complexity of that relationship. Jesus does not tell us to ignore our enemies. I think that's the mistake we think. People think that Jesus said, and because he said, if they hit you, turn the other cheek. What he says is that don't retaliate in the physical. But he does tell you spiritual things to do. And that's what Matthew 5, he tells us spiritual things to do. That's what Matthew 5, 44 is about. So this is one of those days when I actually started this without an agenda. This was not where I intended to go, but I now realize that the title of today's message is Love Your Enemies. Love Your Enemies. And what we think that loving is a passive thing. Why? Well, okay, I love him, I love him. No, 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 no. God says you should do this. Bless. Do good. In other words, don't retaliate. Don't return evil for them. As they are doing, you know, if you have opportunity to do good for, to them, go ahead and do it. But you need to pray. You need to pray. That prayer, we all we need it. I need to pray. Because in that prayer, God will then do what he wants to do. Whether it's mercy for that person, whether it's deliverance, whether it's judgment, God will do it. But only as we pray. 
So I'll leave it there for them. And you know, in all of this, I'm grateful. I want to appreciate the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. Because honestly, there are some situations I've passed through in the last two or three years. I don't know how I'll have navigated this without the Holy Spirit. I had surrounded myself with people. I had made, I had a network of confidence of people that I should never have made them my confidence. Never. There were people who they were anti-me. You, you know what I'm saying? That I trusted them. I was so naive. How the Lord managed to shield me. I remember a lot of people around me used to tell me that I was naive. I used to look at them, what do you mean? I, I couldn't see it. But I now realize, is I wasn't, you know, I now realize that there is a, I, I am one of those people that God managed to carry through life with a sense of, Hmm. naivety that is inexplicable that is not it's not that we haven't gone through things we've gone through things but somehow god um, protected us in a way that he did not allow those experiences to jade us so we never really saw life in the way it really was so i realized that for the most part of my life i was naive People said it to me, but I felt what they said. But in fact, as they were scorning me, me too, I was scorning them back as if they just, nah, nah, you are tripping. Who is naive me? You know, because I was the kind of person who people would come to for advice. I never knew. But I, I was very naive. I was naive. I am much more aware now. But I'm also grateful to God that He, he didn't, um, He allowed me to continue in that naivety for a very long time. Now I'm much more aware. I'm much more aware about people and their motives and their intentions. I am so much more aware. Now, it doesn't mean that I won't be caught, you know, because people can be very, I mean, yeah. When Jesus says you have the, your, like your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, you do. There are many people who have, who have been mentored very well by the devil. He's their coach. Lifetime coach. Lifestyle coach. They have been actively coached. By the kingdom of darkness so deception you can't as in you can't match them manipulation wow gaslighting <laughs> they have a phd they are professors in gaslighting if you have such relationships in your space you need to you need the holy spirit particularly if you are people somebody like me you need the holy spirit because you will not be able to imagine that people can be like this and for me to be talking like this you can imagine the experiences i've had that will bring somebody like me. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I'm just describing what I have seen and what I've experienced. It's still baffling. In fact, at this stage, I was getting really... But God just helped me to bring it to come. Like, you know what? This is how it is. I mean, and I started looking at the Bible, started reading so many things. You know, Absalom, the betrayal that David faced, even from his own son, you know, Jacob and Esau, Cain and Abel, you know, that one just came out and slew the brother for no reason. And when God's judgment was pronounced on his head, spitting bars and saying, hey, you know, I'm like, so wickedness has been on the earth for a long time. And some people, for some reason, are just predisposed to evil. For some reason. I, I, I don't get it. By willful choice, anyway, because not only that they do evil, they continue to do evil. I can understand one mistake, but, you know, the choice to, to continue doing evil, to, to have a lifestyle of gaslighting, a lifestyle of deception, a lifestyle of conflict, of generating drama, there is some it's a choice you understand it's a choice so if you have those kind of people in your space you, we all we need to ask for god's wisdom for how to manage them and please by all means label them 
label them. Maya, Maya Angelou said, if people show you who they are, believe them. Jesus put it in another way. He said, by their fruits, you shall know them. What he's, so, what Jesus is telling us to label them. Do you understand? He labeled Judas, which is why he didn't have certain conversations with them. He labeled Peter too. That, your name is Simon Bajona. He labeled John too. So, he, you know, he allowed John to lay on his breast. He categorized his disciples. Who am I? I'm not greater than the master. If Jesus did it, I will do it as well. I don't need to reveal it to anybody, but by the spirit of the Lord, I, I will do it, you know? So the people who fall into this category of Matthew 5.44, I will love them. I will bless them. I will do good to them. I will pray for them. But they, 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 they get the enemy treatment. So what will I do to the people that are my allies? Ah, those ones. Hmm without reservation what i will not do with these people i will not share anything that the lord has said to me i will not ever tell them do you understand i will never they will not be my confidence the prayers i will pray for them will be prayers for god to turn them around for god to glorify himself for god to also protect me and give me wisdom for the other people ha then they get as in unfiltered me spirit soul and body i'm all in that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank you very much for listening. I've enjoyed recording this. This has been really therapeutic for me. So thank you for listening in. And if you enjoyed this, you felt blessed you in any way, please share with someone else as well. May the Lord continue to guide us and keep us and give us reasons to be joyful in our hearts and our souls and bring smiles to the hearts and the lives of others as well. Also the name, also the glory of his name in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen.